telescope coming in. Probably not for a day or They're so. Kind of ways yeah. They were up. Down a Bell Bell or something. Uh, yeah, a little north of there, but yeah. Hey, welcome to the Race to Alaska podcast, The Daily Fix. My name is Daniel Evans, race boss for Race to Alaska. Let's get at it. Hey, y'all, I thought we'd like to kick this off by just looking back two days ago to that fine finish. Six minutes separated first and second place between Freebird, Pure and Wild, and Big Bro Derno. Well, we thought we might be able to sit down and listen in to a little bit of their strategic chatter as they talk about what it was like for them in those couple of miles. But in that five-minute delta, it's not just five minutes over the entire course. Like, we changed leads four times in yeah. the last ten miles. Right. It's, you know, full restarts every time. That must have been exciting, though. I mean, man, did you see them coming? <laughs> so we saw them coming. They came out of lure and kind of went like this. Yeah. yeah, so over the night, they were behind us, I guess. Yeah. And so we ended up like at four in the morning when we started to see their kite. They were 20 miles to leeward. And we were high, both going to head And then oh. and we rounded like you know, probably a mile back at this point. And then just closed and closed and closed. We could see them. They went light in front of us. And you could see them like getting a little closer. Just, and we were doing like 14 knots, just ripping in. And then it just coming, coming. And then I hit that light spot in Eddie behind an island and stopped. It was like, oh, okay, here we go. Now it's on. Yeah, now it's a race. Four times? I didn't realize it was four times. No, it was back there. It was yeah, at least. Because it was so shifty out there. And, you, know, you think you'd be doing good, then you look back and they're going pointing a totally different direction. Some of those really, the, the, the tracker update, you couldn't really tell because it, it doesn't update all at the same time, and so yeah. it's probably a good approximation of what was actually happening now, because it's right. like, <laughs> and then the wind was shift, and then, like, yeah. Right, and did you want to receive uh, yeah, that'd be great. email texts? Uh, on the very end, like, we're okay. within 50 yards of each other, in very light air, they're gaining on us hard. And then all of a sudden, this breeze line. Like, oh, you just pick up a, oh. So we dropped the pedal in and just like inched out into it first. And then, yeah. Is that weird for you guys to shift from into like, oh, we can pedal? It's it's funny because in a normal sailor race, if you're you calm, you're, that's it. Right. But this, you can always make progress. Right. So you're, it's just a little different than that. Like, you never get fully screwed. You're just a little, little less screwed. Feels like that, but you're still totally screwed. Like no, but like you can always make progress no matter what. So, I didn't get. I get. There was two breakfasts over there though. Oh, there you're getting chucks. Yeah. Okay. Chuck's chuck it. You got a latte. You got a four egg arugula thing. Oh, All right. Hey, let's not forget that third place happened. Bad Kitty decided to come in on a slow bell after taking a nap on some island. And eating some kind of chicken cordon bleu, chicken fancy sauce, something. Nonetheless, it was a third place win. Now, we could ask them how they felt about that. But we thought it might be better if we were to reach out to Bob Davis's parents. Yep, the skipper Bob Davis. We reached out to Betty and Dick to see what they felt about this bad kitty win. <laughs> but I'm just so glad that they have arrived safely and... Uh... It's been a great trip for them. I think they've. I think they themselves would be very satisfied with what they've done. I hope they. I hope they are. Yeah, but you know, it's always trepidations when they're out in the seas because it's nature. So you just have to be aware. Mm-hmm. 
Well, of course, we're very proud of him. Well, and congratulate him for making the third place, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty good because he really traveled. You know, it was in five days, so it's pretty good with no, the boat to have. Yeah, we're very proud of him, and, and uh, we were very anxious at the time. I was. I'm, I'm just that kind of a person, but uh, no, he it was just great that they've done it, and uh, I imagine they will do it again next year if they want to. <laughs> Seems like Bob got the soft glove clap from his parents. Guess they're getting a little bit used to these adventures in his life. Hey, well, let's do some roundup, man. There's a lot going on. The teams are all breaking up. Uh, you got a lot of those teams that were going to try and go many nights uh, without stopping, and they've kind of pulled past Cape Caution. They're in that big old group. The cool thing, right, is there are two soloists that are in that pack, and one of them is Roger Mann in Team Discovery. The other one is Russell Brown in PT Watercraft. Last time I saw Roger Mann, he was pretty dead set on beating Russell Brown. Last time I saw Russell Brown, he was pretty dead set on getting good sleep. He's got a mighty fast boat, uh, but I think Roger is as tenacious and wily, and they are pretty much neck and neck, which is incredible. Up there as well are the kids in the North to Alaska boat that they built. I don't know. They are just pushing on. You know, the cool thing is this is about the time of the race where some patterns start falling in, and you have kind of south of Cape Caution all the teams that are hanging out that are pretty much have decided that they're going to be spending the nights somewhere at anchor or at a dock if a dock is available. But keep your eye out for those midnight travelers. There will be those midnight travelers, and Carl Kruger of Heart of Gold is going to be one of those. Nomadica seems to be like one of those too, trying to catch, uh, maybe when the breeze is down some, trying to catch a good current in the right direction. And I also had a chance to see Team Gar earlier today. Uh, he was making his way up towards Campbell River with Sister Ship, Fueled on Stoke and Fueled on Stoke Du. And he seemed in really good spirits, which was fantastic. He had said, yeah, made a couple mistakes, got caught in some calm wind, but he's plugging on. He was looking pretty good today. It all seems to be shaping up, and everyone seems really positive. And I'd say that there are more people in this now than have been in the race by this time in previous years. But, you know, we have like two years to go on. So what's that really tell us? Not a whole lot, but it's fun to talk about. There's one last team that we wanted to talk about, and it's a team that's pretty exciting, and that's the West Coast Wild Ones. I mean, so I walked in on West Coast Wild Ones. Yeah. I mean, those those ladies are tatted up, but, like, yeah, the guy I don't think had any, and he was, like, the last one, and, like, I was the guy, I took a video of it, but it was, like, the needle was going in, and they were all making fun of him, calling him pants and shit. <laughs> but, actually, they're sailing pretty well, right? Killing for an OK 27? Yeah. The, um, them and... Them and the Knacker 20? The Knacker artists, like, people want the other 10. Like, oh, they're going they're the, racing for the bribe by the buyback. Oh, that's gnarly. <laughs> that's a, it's such a cool other incentive in there. <laughs> What's called the wild ones? Two point six knots. They just they just went outside. Catch me can one point seven. Yeah. Are they right? Where are they? Just outside on Price Island. Uh huh. So West Coast Wild Ones took the outside of the retail. All right. Catch me if you can went inside. Now, we have no opportunity to talk to them. They're like way out in the woolly-woolly of this race course. And so we decided the next best thing, we decided to call their mamas. So let's see what they say. Yeah, no, so it's just 
Team Wild Ones all the way. I'm just so impressed with them that they've done, gone so far and uh, are so far ahead of the pack. That's really, really something. Did you did you ever think your daughter would be like in this place now as she was growing up? Oh gosh, no. This was not my daughter when she was younger. No, <laughs> no. It's something about moving to BC that just changed her. Yeah, I love my daughter and I. We have a beautiful relationship. I just miss her a lot. Are you worried about her at all? What do you think about no. What do you think about her doing this? Awesome. Is it in is it in the blood? Is that why? Are you also adventurous well, like this? Well, right right now, my husband and I were in Mahone Bay, Nova Scotia. Yeah. Uh, and we're on our sailboat. That Chantal oh. was introduced to the same sailboat when she was three weeks old. <laughs> so yeah, it's in her blood. It's definitely in her blood. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> uh, Chantal's very adventuresome, and uh-huh. uh, she's an awesome sailor. And she loves the water because she grew up in Nova Scotia. Yeah. On the water, so. And I don't think they or, or myself or my husband or anybody expected them to do as well as they did. Just the type of boat they have. I know all of them are excellent sailors and they make good decisions. And, um, you know, there's a couple times there when the weather was bad and when they were like, uh, Seymour Narrows and, you know, Campbell mm. River, the weather was a little questionable. And then also when they were crossing, um, across from the, um, Vancouver Island up top there to the mainland, I guess yeah. it's the Queen Charlotte Strait there or whatever, they, they, they hemmed and hawed and they were worried about it, I know, and they made the decision to go both times. So <laughs> those nights I didn't sleep so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I must those, say. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty nervous. So it's always good to turn the tracker on and see where they are. Is, did it turn you into a little bit of a tracker junkie for the this year? Yes, it did. Most definitely, <laughs> yes. And then her grandmother, too, would say, I can't figure it out. And I'd have to explain what was going on with the little dogs and stuff. Have you been following the tracker? Have you been kind of seeing how she's Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I've been watching that tracker like three or four times a day. No, I'm very proud of her. We, we, we all are. Oh, that's so great to hear. Oh, that does my heart great. And the team, all the wild ones. All the and wild everybody, ones. And everybody who's out there doing it. <laughs> Because that takes a lot of guts. Uh, you know, it's so true. So true. Thank you for that, Coral. That is so okay. true. Okay. Have, Thanks. Have a wonderful evening. Okay. Bye. Bye. You can follow it all at r2ak.com. This is Daniel Evans, race boss for Race to Alaska.